the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour, Joe and Jason, on this Tuesday. And and I will I will say this right now. Uh, California, the 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 flood is here. Uh, if you want to uh, watch 38 million people under a uh, flood watch, uh, here here let, let's face it. Uh, the bad news is insurance was already super super expensive. Uh, it's just going to get more expensive with things like this. Uh, don't be surprised. Uh, anybody there? Can, the last person in California turn off the lights. And it's, California's beautiful. It, 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 well, I should say, certain parts of California are beautiful, and they got you know they got the ocean and all that stuff. And uh, man, what a mess! What an absolute mess they've turned that state into. Uh, but the border here is closed. Okay, so. Go, Go to Texas. Go to Florida. Go somewhere. Don't come to Arizona. We're full. We don't. We don't need any more. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Like you didn't know, that is our toll free number. The physical delivery of gold and silver, and I think you're gonna need it. AllAmericanGold.com is the website. New York Community Bank. It just won't go away. Uh, stock is absolutely cratering, well below where it was uh, when Silicon Valley Bank went down. Uh, the lowest in what I think since the 90s on this bank. Uh, talks with regulators in the office of the comptroller of the currency. Credit card delinquencies skyrocketing on top of it. J- Jason, everything is wonderful. It, it, it's incredible, and the economy is so great, and yet we've got all kinds of problems brewing right under the surface of it all. Yeah, the uh, the news of the bank isn't going away, but I think the bank itself is going away. How's that? <laughs> the bank, the bank is going away. But so yeah, I, uh, you know, yeah, you you reported it yesterday. You know, uh, Jay Powell said, well, some banks are going away. So I mean, uh, I think he had some knowledge Sunday of what was going to happen this week, maybe. And then UBS out with earnings today, well short of expectations, uh, a loss in the fourth quarter uh, for UBS. And, and Jason, I think this is, it's just starting to percolate here. And and when you look at at Wall Street, such a a hard thing, because you're like, gosh, the stocks are, you know, uh, all-time highs are right near all-time highs. But it's like seven stocks. I mean, that literally has become the stock market now. If in, in everything else, uh, there is uh, a bunch of people out talking about the, this market 
this is when the scary stuff happens uh, because uh, you have so few winners and the vast majority of stocks underneath it uh, aren't faring nearly as well. And as soon as as some of these quote-unquote winners start having problems, that's when you see big loss, right? You you see those ugly, ugly days you don't want to see. The number I saw was that the top 10 stocks, so the, so the seven techs and then three others, the top 10 are 69.1% of the entire stock market. <laughs> the, all the other thousands of stocks are only 30.9% of the entire stock market now, Joe. So, yeah, it's uh, not only are the big players selling, but one of the ways that, you know, we just say, oh, they're doing it quietly. If you're listening, it's like, how do they do it quietly if they're dumping billions of dollars? Well, because they don't just cash it out. They put it in the Big Ten, which they feel will lose less, and uh, so they can cash out as big as they possibly can, Joe. So, yeah, that's that's how yeah. it's working. It's, it's all yeah. indicators, all indicators. And, and when you look at these, uh, like with the S&P hitting all-time highs, and yet more stocks were down than were up in the S&P, uh, mm-hmm. those are things uh, that we saw like in 87, right? Uh, you saw it in the dot-com bubble era. You, you know, these are th- th- these are things where uh, when we when we see this divergence, you know, it, it, with so few winners and, and so many losers, uh, it really has uh, one of those things where uh, you're walking on eggshells. We keep waiting. Hey, when's, when's the shoe going to drop? When's the you going to drop but this is why you hear about why is the fed talking about rate cuts when you have you know gdp over three percent you you've got uh, unemployment at, at historic type lows uh but at the same time you got credit card delinquency skyrocketing you got most of the stock market saying things aren't very good and, and yet uh you know we've got all-time highs this is like a 2024 we've been saying it all year this is gonna be a crazy year there's no doubt we're gonna see uh, a lot of things and, and, and we're gonna see good things we're gonna see bad things uh, i think jason it, it's gonna be very very chaotic and a lot of people are gonna they, they won't know what to do and the election's nine months from yesterday so <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a long ways away anymore is it joe it's it's, it's, it, it's all the chaos it's here, all gonna right? be rolled up in one yeah. Here, right here we go. I, right, we'll get the South Carolina primary coming up. And oh man, yeah, yeah. Oh boy, eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That is our toll free number. Uh, if you want to take, uh, you know, maybe you've got an old four hundred one k an IRA. You want to move some of it into gold and silver. Uh, we do the gold and silver IRAs. It's it's the nice part about the 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 IRAs is you control it. You can actually take physical delivery uh, in the future if, if you so desire to do so. 800-951-0592. When we get back, what is going on in the bank and what can we expect? 
800-951-0592. A quick look in at the markets here. Uh, it's mixed. Uh, the Dow is higher. The S&P and the NASDAQ are lower. Uh, gold's up 11. Silver's up 12. Uh, 12 cents on silver. Uh, 22.55 on silver. The 10-year note down. I think it's mostly on banking news here. Uh, four one one. I mean, the ten-year note got to four four one seven four one eight yesterday. Uh, mortgage rates back up. Obviously, oil at up twenty-two cents right now. Uh, the dollar is weaker today. Uh, but Jason, and we've talked a lot about. Hey, it's going to be a crazy year. Being more diversified is going to help you. Uh, check out our friends at Y Refi, right? Up to 10.25% fixed rates of return. And I think this is, we're entering a new era here. The next 10 years, I think, is going to be very, very difficult. For the debt markets, and then you know that's your stocks, uh, bonds. Uh, it is it, just—it's so overwhelming the amount of debt that's been created, and, and now the, the the bill is starting to come due. And the problem is, is how much more debt can can the markets really take? And I think, Jason, I think we're going to see a much different stock market over the next five to ten years. And uh, why refi? Uh, is a great way to be diversified. It's not correlated to the stock market, right? Doesn't care about the Fed, doesn't care about any of that stuff. Check them out, investyrefi.com, or just call them at 888-YREFI24. So New York Community Bank, I think we've got a, a much bigger problem unfolding here. The stock is down another 25% in the last 24 hours. And apparently, uh, not only did their risk management officer has left, that is never good, the bank's chief uh, risk officer, and also their chief audit executive have both left the bank on top of that Apparently, there was a meeting, a behind-the-scenes conversation between the bank's executives and the office of the comptroller of the currency. Uh, It's too early, Jason, to speculate, but it sure looks like this may be the first domino here that Jay Powell was talking about, uh, New York Community Bank. Again, this is one of the banks, over $100 billion in assets. Uh, it, was, it was the 34th largest bank. Jason, I don't think it's going to be there much longer. No, you know, it's, I, th- I think it's really uh, interesting that he went on 60 Minutes and said banks are going to go down. And <laughs> we already had this news story last week. Uh, so I don't know. Is this some sort of damage control just to let people down easy? I'll go on, on the news on Sunday and let you know another one's going down. And so they can, I don't know, so that maybe the uh, the markets can digest it, I guess, and and, and and be okay with it. I mean, this uh, kind of singing the markets to sleep about bank closures, that it's going to be okay. Let them go. It'll be okay. It'll be all right, right? And just let a few go here and a few go there. Is, is that kind of where we're headed as they try for their soft landing? I mean, that, that's not going to work if too many banks fall, right, Joe? There's going to be a run for the door, right? 
Sell it. Sell, well, you know, sell, sell. Yeah. It, it really interesting how they didn't want to focus on that line. Right? They, they wanted to focus in. All as you mainstream heard was about, well, when are they going to cut rates? When are they going to cut rates? Right? They didn't want to focus in on, and again, I don't recall Fed governors and Fed chiefs openly talking about, yeah, we're, we're banks are going to close. Banks are going to go out of business. Banks are going to get merged out of business. They're, we're going to have to shut banks down. And, and, and they want to pretend like it's not happening, right? And, and, and this, is, this is kind of the big problem. And, of course, let's face it, 90% of all the deposits are in the 10 biggest banks to begin with. Uh, but how much more do they have? You know, the FDIC, uh, you know, these, the, especially the big five banks, they, they had to pay billions of dollars to the FDIC to get the, the fund back, you know, back, in, back into the money that it, you know, allegedly tries to maintain. Uh, how many more times can the big banks start shelling out billions of dollars to keep the FDIC uh, with money that, that it, it, the reverse repos getting ready to run out. I mean, uh, we've already seen that they've said we're shutting down that facility, the bank facility, on March the 11th, and we're already seeing the discount window starting to grow. Uh, it, it, it just doesn't seem like it's going to end here when we talk about this, because let's face it, they never fixed it to me. They didn't fix it after the financial crisis. Dot Frank didn't fix it. All as they've done, Jason, is papered over with more debt. COVID hit a lot because they were able to spend a lot more money. Uh, and, and now what comes next? And, and unfortunately, I think what comes next is all the, all the weaker players are probably going to go under. You know, the reverse repo didn't start emptying until about it was a March and April of last year. Yeah. And one of the reverse repo market is the cash to buy up bad bank assets category. I wonder if that's because there's a little bit there, you know, and it's, we have some more bank closures. I, I'm guessing that's where that money's going to go, right? The buy up the bad bank assets reverse repo. Maybe that's what that is. I mean, that's their, their, their soft landing, so to speak, is to try to have a lot of extra cash for the bigger players to buy up the weaker, smaller players. But uh, there's not a whole lot of money left there. So to speak. Jeff. Well, you know, think about it. You're so right. December 31st, 2022. So the last day of the year, 2022, $2.5 trillion was in that reverse repo facility. They're down to the last, you know, you know the, la- the last $500 billion. And by the end of March, there's going to be no billion dollars, right? There, it's it's going to be uh, empty. And at that point, what happens next? And, and now that we're starting to see banking problems reemerging, uh, and then today, credit card delinquencies. And I've been doing this a long time. You don't see numbers like this jumped 50% in 2023. 50%. That's crazy. But I think it just starts to, to tell you, Jason, this it's it's just starting to bite, and and most of these people, right? These people, they got jobs, right? They're working, they got their credit card, and they can't pay them. Uh, they said that debt that has transitioned to seriously delinquent, so that's ninety days or more. So, hey, you haven't paid in at least three months or longer. Uh, was increased across 
all categories, but credit cards was by far the worst. So uh, they saw jumps in, in seriously delinquent in housing. They saw it in autos. They obviously student loans. But the worst of it was in the credit card delinquencies. Uh, seriously delinquent up 59% in 2023. Total delinquencies up 50%. Seriously delinquent, up 59%. Uh, credit cards and auto loans are rising well above the levels before the pandemic. So, Jason, the consumer is starting to really show signs that we got a problem coming. And this is another bad sign for banks. They already got to deal with losses in commercial real estate. Now they got credit card losses, auto loan losses. Uh, it, it really is starting to become that perfect storm for the banks anyway. Sure, seems like a time to, a time to vent too, doesn't it? You have the uh, you know the repo has their own facility where they're keeping stuff. They're holding assets. You got the reverse repo. You got the repo. You got the, uh, the emergency bank funding. Uh, it's it's you, you know, all this stuff seems to be coming all all to a head in 2024. You know this stuff could have came to a head in 2022. It could have come came to a head in 2023, but they funded everything just to the right, right levels that everything's going to sort of wind to a certain point in 2024. So I. You know, I, I don't think they want uh, a Trump presidency uh, just because I think Biden signs off on all the Fed stuff. But it sure looks like it's going to happen before the election, Joe. It's just, it just sure does look like it's not going to last. You know, Mar end of March, April, maybe when those facilities run out, maybe there's a a ticking time bomb, so to speak, for another month or two before it really goes. But it sure doesn't look like it's, we're going to have no banking or financial emergency before the election. It just doesn't seem like it's going to happen, does it? It's just, I guess it could. They're good at kicking the can down the road, but that just means there's got to be some funny money being passed around to keep everyone happy for the, uh, for the rest of the year. And, and that's going to be the key, right? How is there enough money left to do that? Probably not. Uh, the, the markets are screaming for rate cuts. Now we kind of know why, right? We, we, we're starting to see uh, the underbelly. And, and you know, Jason said, hey, there's 10 stocks that <coughs> make up the vast majority of the, of the market now, right? Uh, they, they are the market. It, it, and it's all the other stocks uh, that are starting to show these signs and, and throwing another banking problem on top of this uh, can, can the Fed even cut rates faster? And I don't think they can because, let's face it, GDP says you can't, employment says you can't, inflation says you can't, yet the markets know that they desperately need it, which to me says, really simply, uh, the crash is, is coming. To Jason's point, when does it come? Does it come before the election? After the election, I think it's going to be close. How's that? It'll be really close uh, to that. Well, you know, the, the election's, what, in November? I think we're going to really start to struggle here starting in March, and things are going to change dr dramatically. And I think right around the election time is probably when the news starts to get a lot worse. But is that, is, you know... Is that enough time? I, I don't know. Uh, I still think that I, I agree with Jason. I think every the markets want Biden. Uh, the Fed wants Biden. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens.
I mean, the guy's so talking to dead presidents. He just talked to some dead French president. <laughs> guy's been dead forever, but Biden apparently just talked to him yesterday. And it, which makes people wonder if they're going to try to, to – when I say to throw extra money, you know, funny money, you know, the Fed can print it and, and throw digits anywhere they want at any time. You know, they, they, they've, they've already – we've already seen that they've done it uh, under secrecy uh, to save the biggest countries and banking institutions back in the 08 crash when they, they printed five – but the FOIA request shows that they printed 29. That's what I'm thinking, Joe. If, if they can keep floating the biggest, the biggest and the brightest, so to speak, to get through this summer, if things go sideways instead of going down, then, uh, I mean, I guess, you know, the other thing is, well, Trump's going to win the election, crash it right after he gets elected, you know. They can let the whole thing circle the drain, and they can say, oh, look, you elected him. Now, look, it's 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 crashing. It's, good job. Voters, you voted the wrong guy. I mean, who knows, right? Who knows what, what the story will be? But it's possible, Joe, this thing could go sideways. And, and, and here's the thing is if it does go sideways, it doesn't crash this year, last chance opportunity to buy metals at these, I would say, really insanely low prices. It's just it doesn't make sense. Insane means not sane. These are not sane prices for these metals. They're artificially low, and every couple of years they have to let a little steam off that artificially low, you know, pushing the balloon down under the water, so to speak. Eventually, that balloon has to come up, take a breath, and uh, you got you guys out there. I, I know it's hard for some of you guys to, to put it away, but this is really the time. This this is the time, right, Joe? This is this is when you buy metals when everybody else is selling and when everybody else can't buy it. That's what you got to buy. Yeah, and and this is. I'll just say this. This is what the big money's been doing, and they've been doing it uh, really at an alarming rate. When you look at total gold <laughs> consumption globally, it is off the charts here. And, and again, uh, it, it's an easy – it's easy to see. It's right there in, in front of everybody's face. Uh, the time for action, uh, you know, you just got to be prepared. When we get back, we're going to talk about oil. We're going to talk about diesel. Are we heading for a very big problem? 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason, Patriot Radio News Hour on this Tuesday. You know, oil, $73 today. Uh, but a lot of talk in the oil markets Supplies in Cushing, Oklahoma, at the lowest level since 2008 right now. Distillates, that's where your diesel and jet fuel. Also well below uh, the five-year average, and, and now they're saying diesel prices starting to rise. Uh, we're only, listen, it's, it's February already. Spring, the spring is just around the corner. Prices demand, right? Summer drive time. Uh, but the Occidental, their CEO was on CNBC yesterday and telling the world we're going to have an oil problem in 2025, uh, saying that right now the, 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 the oil market, it, it's oversupplied. It is temporary saying that, hey, we haven't, we don't have new oil. 
uh, we the, the the industry as a whole, and let's face it, right? Part of it. Uh, remember the banks for a while. Oh no, we don't want to. We don't want to finance oil companies, and of course, uh, the the Democrats uh, they don't want to drill for oil. And, and the Occidental CEO says, "Hey, guess what, guys? We haven't replaced enough of this oil. We haven't found enough oil, and before 2025 is over." The markets are going to be out of balance in the wrong direction. Right now, the market, right, there's there's more oil than what the market needs. In 2025, the CEO of Occidental says, Jason, it's going to be the exact opposite problem. There's not going to be enough oil for the markets. And according to, to what they're talking about, that's going to be a, a permanent problem because there's not enough new oil development coming online. Forcing the price of oil to go up and making it more competitive with green energy, I guess. I mean, if you want to talk about it being planned out, you know, the for, forcing of wind, solar, and green energy policy, right, Joe? That, that, that's what I see. If, they, if those numbers are true at, at the end of 2025 and then suddenly – Markets are out of balance, and, they, and they're saying maybe permanently. Well, that that means if you're trying to force something onto people, then the the traditional cheap way of getting energy is is suddenly no longer the best option, right? Sure seems like that's that sure seems like that's another planned event, right? It's 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 incredible. This is ridiculous. Uh, we we have the ability. Uh, the oil is out there. And we just refuse to do it. I mean, uh, we're talking about $73 being cheap. That's not cheap. That's not cheap at all. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and now they're saying, oh, by the way, hey, uh, th- this is the end of the good times. Right? This this is the end of the good time. And, and, and thinking about, we keep talking about inflation's not going away. Because... All inflation is, is the printing of money. Listen, we're we're going to have a deficit well north of $2 trillion. And all these idiots we keep electing, all they want to do is spend more money. Everything they talk about. Oh, we need money for this, and we need money for that, and we got to have more money for this. Oh, you want want, uh, to shut the border? Well, we want to spend... More money here, here, and here, and then we'll give you some money to shut the border. Right, Jason? I mean, nobody is is talking about any, th- any type of financial responsibility. And, and just look at what we talked about earlier, talking about banks, right? And, and outside of, right, the, maybe, you know, let's call, it, let's call it what it is. Outside of, the, like, the 10 biggest banks, all these other banks are in trouble, period. You know, all they have to do because because money is not wealth. Money, our money system is debt. It's it's a, it's a slave system. So, if really these politicians understood it, they'd say, "Pump that oil, pump that oil, pump so much oil that we can't that we're it's coming out our ears, and then everything gets cheaper." If they really wanted to make their money stretch and have more money, all you have to do is make more oil. That's if that's exactly right. what they, if they want to spend more, make more oil, grow the economy. If you want to ruin. An economy. You want to ruin a pr- productive citizenry, make energy unaffordable, and you will ruin it. 
And that's exactly what's going to happen. Right? And they talk about, oh, inflation's getting near our 2% target. My ass. It's not getting to the two. What? Some fake target? Right? Some fake number that somehow, uh, oh, my gosh, we're so smart. We went to Harvard and Yale and Stanford and we went to the Ivy League. We're the smartest people around. And we can use our logic to come up with some fake number that says inflation is somewhat close to our target. It's absolute nonsense. It is just absolute nonsense. I paid $3.39 for gas yesterday. That's ridiculous. It is, that's a ridiculous price. It could be, it could be, literally, it could be a dollar. Right now, it could be a dollar, but we, the, uh, we, our government has decided they don't want us to pay a dollar. Right? I mean, you sit there, I mean, McDonald's just had earnings yesterday, right? They missed, uh, and yet they're talking about, oh, we're trying to be affordable. And you know what the CEO said yesterday? I got good news for you. We're, we're focusing on affordability. We're going to raise prices less this year than we did last year but jason what does that mean that means prices are still going higher remember we were listening to that don fletcher video yesterday and he he said several times if you want to make economics complicated just just tack on a few extra years of college education (laughs) remember that it takes many years of college education to make economics very confusing but they've done a good job of it right this is (laughs) simple for all of you to understand it's economics 101, right? Supply and demand. The supply of money, of dollars, is out of control. And at the same time, demand keeps falling. I mean, nobody except us that i've heard of has even talked about how iraq now says ah we don't want dollars anymore we we you know we don't we don't want dollars for oil either now and this continues to happen and we can pretend it's not and you can get the oh no the the, the dollar's still number one yes it is it's still number one but guess what the amount of number one keeps falling. Well, it was 70%. It was 65%. Now it's 60%. Well, now it's 55%. Right? The demand isn't there and the supply is overwhelming. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Today's special five dollar Liberty Gold uh, quarter ounce pre nineteen oh seven pre nineteen thirty three eighteen sixty six to nineteen oh seven one through nineteen five seventy twenty or more at five sixty five. At 800-951-0592. You know, we just, we, we talked about oil and, and everybody's telling us in the oil field, in the oil industry, this is probably the low for oil. 70s, high 60s, low 70s. Looks like that's going to be the bottom 
and saying, hey, as 2025 rolls around, right, get ready for much higher oil prices at the same time, uh, cattle, the cattle herds are at, I mean, these 73-year low, right? Apparently, we need Zuckerberg to, to get some more cattle, but uh, Jason, I don't see this huge fall in, in, in inflation that they keep talking about when we start really taking a hard look. Sure looks like we kind of, hey, uh, you caught a little break here for a little bit, and, and with their fake numbers, they've got you a little fooled. But what I'm seeing is everything out there looks like the supply isn't there, the inventories aren't there, uh, we're nowhere close to where we used to be when it comes to food and when it comes to energy. Are there any anything more important to, to consumers than food and energy? I mean, really. You know, chicken supply, egg supply, cattle supply, right? The list just goes on and on and on. And then, you know what, you know, Mother Nature, we never know, right? Uh, Weather uh, has a huge implication when it comes to, like, corn and soybeans and all the rest. I mean, uh, Jason, it just seems like they put us in a terrible position here and are trying to convince us that we aren't the land of plenty anymore. The only thing we got plenty of is debt. Yeah, well, and, and, and false scarcity on top of everything, right, Joe? You know, because they're causing the scarcity on purpose. It's just as we talked about oil uh, earlier in the show. So when you have false scarcity, then you're having some price controls, which is kind of interesting because they don't they say they don't want inflation, but yet they're creating the inflation that we're having. So this is why I've said several times you know, over the last year or two years, hey, like, it sure seems like they're going to attempt – to have this system move further, or if they're going to change the system, however it's going to look uh, as time changes, goes on. They're going to try to inflate their way out of this. A lot of economies, they get to the point where you inflate your way out of it, which means how do you get growth? Well, you just make things so expensive. And what happens is, is the average guy gets destroyed, right? But they reset the money, you know, get to a point where maybe you chop a few zeros off the back of everything, right, Joe? You know, a lot of countries do this sort of thing, and then and then they're good for Five years, no, ten years, and then, and then the whole thing repeats, Joe. That's where we're at. And and again, uh, we're talking about yes. Are we are we the reserve currency? I guess, kinda. And we're and one of every them. <laughs> yeah, right. Every year, it's less and less and less. And 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 people, it's it's really easy. It's not complicated. It really isn't complicated. We have less demand than ever when it comes to people really wanting debt. Right now, you know, money markets, right, they'll buy they'll buy debt insurers, right? They they buy some debt, but they only can buy so much. And we're talking about outside of one year of COVID, when they shut everything down, we are running record deficits. Let's just call it what it is. And this is record deficit in a good time. 
That is not how it works. And all of these guys that, that have been put into these Fed jobs, starting with Ben Bernanke and Janet Yellen. Remember, uh, Jason was talking about how Neil Kashkari, when he was on 60 Minutes, yeah, spend, 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 Janet Yellen, go big, right, run it up. And that's exactly yep. what they've done, Jason. And insanity has left us. It has absolutely left us. Too big to fail Obviously, what did that mean? Well, they're too damn big. So what did we do? Well, we changed the rules and made them even bigger. That's the genius that we have decided for. Uh, This is an easy problem. Everybody sees it coming. Jason, the only question is who prepares and who doesn't, right? I mean, that's really, uh, at the end of the day, you need to prepare because when it crashes, that's when you want to go the other way. Yep. Right? Yep. Take advantage because they will crash. Right? You know, Jason and I went the other day talked about a, these office towers. Hey, if it gets cheap enough, right, maybe somebody will buy it and, and turn them into condos, right? Apartments, right? But it, it, it's got to get cheap enough. And, and that's, cool. the, that's the whole thing. Gold is a leading indicator, by the way, too. So when other things are crashing, the gold price that's low is now. And then the inflation that continues on. I mean, look at how gold has gone up. You know, it may not be a lot of gold guys are like, oh, but it's not going up the way it should. Well, it's sprinted upward by 2020, and it's been staying strong for the last bunch of months. Right, Joe? It'll go up. And then you'll see the inflation blow up right after gold. So you got to get gold before because gold is a leading indicator. It's not a lagging indicator. So this is your this is your moment. 2024 is it. $5 liberties, 1 through 19, 570, 20 or more, 565 at 800-951-0592. Final segment coming up. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Joe and Jason. Final segment today. Five dollar liberties. One through nineteen. Five seventy. Twenty or more. Five sixty five. At eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Get that money out of the bank. And uh, big credit to the Martins Wall Street on parade because uh, I always learn so much from from them. Did you guys know that the banks are the ones that tell the Federal Reserve and the FDIC uh, what what their capital is, their capital ratios? We we don't even audit them. So now all of a sudden, of course, this makes total sense. No wonder why they didn't see Silicon Valley Bank happening. No wonder why they didn't see New York Community Bank or any of these banks happening. Because, Jason, they allow the banks to report it themselves and then actually don't do anything. There's not even an audit, nothing. Oh, well, the bank said it was good, so I guess we'll go with that. I mean, this is how ridiculous this system is. They don't want... Here's the realities. Number one, they don't want us to know the truth. Because otherwise, we should have a list. Every bank that's borrowing money from the Fed, we should know who they are. 
so you can move your money, right? That would just make sense, but they don't. They're, they're, they want their job is to protect banks from from us, right? They, they, they're supposed to be protecting us. That's not that's not the Fed's job. People think that's the Fed's job. It's it's actually the exact opposite. Why don't they audit these banks? I mean, how many more banks got to fail out of nowhere for them to audit? Well, the answer, Jason, I think is pretty simple. They don't want to know the truth either. They don't want to know. Because if they did, right, all of a sudden we'd have a lot more problems. Why do you think the banks are so resistant now? The Fed wants to raise capital rules. In other words, gosh, banks need to have more money on hand because their, their balance sheets aren't very good. And the banks are screaming bloody murder, right? They, they don't want, no, you can't do it. You can't do that. And, and Jason, it's, it's, it, it really is, it's an asinine policy. And, and, we, and, uh, and people should really uh, take aim. When we talk about uh, the, the, we need to get rid of this central bank, this is why, because they don't, they don't protect us at all. Matter of fact, they, they put us at risk so they can hide the truth, Jason. Yeah, the banks hate cash. They, they, they hate cash. They want to employ it into debt. They only make money, and they only be, stay relevant if they're making a lot off of uh, debt instruments because it's a debt money system. So when you go and, and deposit cash or if you try to pull cash out, they don't want you to pull cash out, though, either, Drew, right? Because then their deposits make it so they take a loan less money. So they're okay if you bring the money in, but they're immediately going to take that, plus they can loan more out because of fractional reserve lending. So they don't care if you bring cash in as much. But they'd rather not have to hold on to it, right, Joe? Holding on to it's like hot potato. Hot potato. They, that New York bank is uh, holding that hot potato, aren't they? Yeah, boy, they, they certainly are. And, and, again, they were having private meetings, right? They knew this bank was a problem. Did the shareholders get warned? No. Uh, did they tell you that the, the risk manager lit leaves? The audit manager leaves, right? I mean, what 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 does that tell you? 800-951-0592. Five dollar liberties, one through nineteen, five seventy, twenty or more, five sixty-five. Jason and I were coming right back with the half empty cup. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.